want to begin today's message by asking you a question. What's your all-time favorite Christmas song? Come on, I want everybody to participate, Midwest City, Oklahoma City, those joining us online. Everybody, at the count of three, I want you to shout out your favorite all-time Christmas song. One, two, three. How many of you said joy to the world? Come on, where are you? Joy to the world. Come on, all four of you. God bless you. The rest of you, I don't care. I'm preaching joy to the world today. You know, joy to the world is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And I think during this Christmas season, all of us could use a little bit more joy. Have you noticed something in our world that everything's amazing? You look around, everything is amazing, and yet few people are happy. It's amazing. Everything's amazing. I mean, I think about a kid. I, I loved Christmas. I counted down the days to Christmas. Christmas Eve, man, up almost all night, could not wait for Christmas morning to open the gifts. It was amazing. And I can remember how many of you got one of these for Christmas. Anybody ever get one of these boom boxes? Come on up. Hey, remember this back? Hey, that's how you listen to the music back in the day, baby. You had to have a boom box. You carried that puppy around, you know, and it was amazing. But you know, kids, Christmas gifts are amazing for 25 minutes. And then they can't find them. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Everything's amazing and nobody's happy. And then, and then the boombox was awesome until we graduated. And then we, we didn't have the boombox anymore. We had our own personal Walkmans. Anybody ever have a Walkman? Come on, what's up? Uh, put your tape in there. How? Uh, How? Uh, your walk? You don't need no boombox. What's up? I got a Walkman. Rewind. I can listen to it again. It's on. What? A Walkman. Everything's amazing. And yet... Very few people are happy, and, and then as a kid, I remember, I used to have one of these. Anybody else ever get a Michael Jackson jacket? Come on, come on. What's up? Thriller, thriller. Uh, come on, come on, come on. Where are you? Anybody have parachute pants? Come on, where are you? I mean, amazing gifts, and yet few people are happy. Even as adults, have you noticed even as adults, I mean, there are so many awesome gifts, and technology has come so far throughout the years. How many of you used to have one of these in your home? A rotary phone, huh? Huh? Come on, where are you? Come on, where are you? I mean, yeah. Show me your age. Come on, that's it. Yeah, when, when I was growing up, we had one of these in the home. And right like this, yeah. Our teenagers are going, well, what's that thing? What's that thing hanging? What is that? It's called a cord. You mean the phone is that? Yeah, that's how we used to roll back in the day. Well, how'd you talk for an hour just like this, standing still? It's a cord. It's a rotary phone. Come on, you remember the rotary phone? You remember this? You used to dial somebody's number? I'd take five minutes to dial a number. Oh, oh, and don't mess up one number. What? And they got four zeros in their number. Why you got so many of these zeros? Take 10 minutes to dial your number. The rotary phone, man. And, and this was so awesome when it first came out. And then we moved on, you know, and then it's, ama it's amazing. And yet few people are happy because you know what came out? What came out was the touch phone. <laughs> Come anybody used to have one of these, huh? You say, well, Pastor, what's that thing hanging off? It looks different than the last thing. It's another cord. Yeah. And you used to, come on, remember, you used to just dial the number. You didn't have to do the rotary thing. You dial the number. And then, you know, it would be busy. Remember those days, busy? You hear that busy signal, huh? And then all you have to do, redial. What? <laughs> it's amazing. 
amazing. It was amazing, but then we moved on. This wasn't cool no more. You know, you couldn't have one of these because then we moved along, and then we got one of these wireless phones. Can we remember these? Huh? Yeah, huh? Put one of these on the kitchen and walk around the house and do dishes at the same time. It was on. This was amazing, man. You could actually walk around the house. Everybody had to have one of these, man. It was amazing, and yet few people were happy because you know what they came out with? They came out with car cell phones. They're about this big. Anybody remember those car cell phones? <laughs> I couldn't find one this past week, huh? Come on, remember them car? You're talking to the phone, everybody knew you was talking, huh? You'd be like, hey, what's going on? How about only the high rollers could have a big old car cell phone, you know what I mean? You had to be a high roller to have a car cell phone. And then they came out with personal cell phones. Flip, amazing inventions. And then they moved along, and now we got smartphones. Aren't these amazing? It's amazing. You can call people from anywhere around the world. I got a buddy in Barbados. I can call him right now. We talk on the phone sometimes. And, you know, it, it's, it's, not, it's not in my plan. It's like a dollar a minute. So, brother, you got to hurry up and talk, brother. Hey, God bless you. But I can call anybody. Anybody. It's amazing. And not only on these phones, I can text people, call you. I don't even know your number. Just send me your contact information. I don't know your, your number. If something goes wrong, I got an emergency. Only number I know is Tiffany's. I hope she's available because you know, I don't know nobody's number. You know what I'm saying? If my phone messes up, I don't have anybody locked in because it's speed. It's, it's, it's locked in. It's programmed. My favorite's amazing. Text people. Don't even know their number. You can just pull up their contact. Text them. You can email from these things. It's a, think about how far technology has come. It's amazing. You can do Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram. You can take pictures on these bad boys. It's amazing what you can do on these phones. You can download music. You can listen to music. It's amazing. And all of you with a smartphone, you know this. They have an app for everything. Huh? They got an app if you're hungry and an app if you're not. You know what I'm saying? An app if you're tall, an app if you're short. They got an app for everything. It's amazing. And yet, and yet, how many of you are like me? When this little thing doesn't work, you're about to lose your mind. You know what I'm saying? And why won't the call go through? Why won't my email go through? Why is this thing? What is wrong? And it's amazing. Can you believe you can do all that? And we're like, what is wrong with this thing? What is wrong with AT&T Sprint? What are y'all doing? How many of you ever threw your phone down? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Everything is amazing. And yet few people are happy. You know, this Christmas season, many of us will hear the song and many will even sing the song, Joy to the World. Joy to the World. But where's the joy? <laughs> Where's the joy? Everything is amazing and few people are happy and even fewer people have this thing called, called joy. Joy. What I want to teach you today is, is whether life is going good or whether life is going bad, you can have joy. You say, well, pastor, I'm in the valley. I'm not on the mountaintop. You can have joy. Joy. No matter what season of life you're in, you can have joy. You say, Pastor, how do I have joy? How do I have joy? How do I get this joy? Well, that little song, Joy to the World, that first line tells us how to have joy. The song goes like this, joy to the world, the Lord has come. That's point number one. You want joy? The Lord has come.
Let's look at the Christmas story together. In Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8, Luke's account of the Christmas story, he says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he, he said, I bring you good news. Please understand this. The gospel is good news. Jesus coming is good news. This is not about doom and gloom. I mean, the gospel, Jesus came, is it's good news. It's not bad news. It's good news. It goes on to say, that will bring great joy to all people. Everybody shout, great joy. Great joy. Notice that, not just joy, great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Luke says we can have joy because the Savior, Jesus Christ, was born. We can have joy because Jesus was born and he died on the cross for our sins and he rose again on the third day with all power in his hands and Jesus brings joy. Paul says it like this as he wrote to the church at Galatia in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. He says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let's zoom in on that word, joy. The Holy Spirit produces joy because Jesus came and he died and he rose again on the third day. Every believer, every Christian, every Christ follower has the Holy Spirit living inside of them and one of his jobs is to produce joy, not just joy, but great joy. The book of Romans says in chapter 14 and verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating. That's not what we thought this past week, huh? Come on now. We got some eating going on, some turkey and some, some dressing and some pumpkin pie and some cranberry sauce. But the, but the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not about Christmas punch and eggnog, but of righteousness and peace and joy Joy in the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus brings joy, and joy is available for all people. The Bible says in Luke 2 that the angels appeared to the shepherds. And in those days, shepherds were, were kind of looked down upon. In those days, shepherds were dirty and stinky and unimportant and, and unnoticed people. In that society, shepherds were at the very bottom of the food chain economically and, and socially. And it's amazing that on that first Christmas day, angels appeared to unnoticed and unimportant stinky shepherds with an announcement that the Savior has been born in the city of David and he's brought great joy for all people. 
You see, Jesus is for everybody. He came for everybody. Forgiveness is for everybody. Joy is for everybody. There's a reason on that first Christmas day that God sent angels to shepherds to lowly, unnoticed, unimportant, stinky, filthy shepherds. God did that for a reason because he was making a statement on that first Christmas day. God was simply saying to humanity, I came for, for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a stinky, lowly shepherd in a pasture or if you're a king in a palace. I came for everybody. I came for black and white and red and yellow and green and purple. I came for rich. I came for poor. I came for young. I came for tall. I came for short. I came for old. I came for everybody. The good news is for everybody. Everybody. Forgiveness is for everybody. It's truly joy to the world. The world. The Lord has come. John says it like this about joy to the world. The good news is for the world. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2, he says, He himself, Jesus, is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins but the sins of all the world, not just the Christian who's believed in Jesus, but, but he came for the sins of all the world. The good news of Jesus is for the whole world. Joy is for the whole world. And some of you are asking the question right now, well, Pastor, if joy is for the whole world, if forgiveness is for the whole world, why haven't I experienced it? You don't understand, I don't have any joy. I know everything's amazing. I don't have joy. That's not how I would characterize my life. There's no, there's no joy. Why don't I have joy in my life? If Jesus came for everybody and joy is for all people, why don't I have joy? Well, the song says this, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. I could preach right there a long time. Receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. You see, we have, why, why many people haven't experienced joy, the song says it so beautifully. Let every heart prepare him room. Point two, let every heart prepare him room. You know, during the Christmas season, there are a lot of preparations that are made. I think one of the best person that I know that has, does an incredible job with, with decorations and preparations for Christmas is my mother-in-law, Nadine. I mean, she goes all out for Christmas for the family. And, and every year, she always has projects around the house that they're doing and it may be in the kitchen or maybe, and they're always getting it done. I'm like, at the last minute, they're just knocking it all out and get because she's preparing for Christmas. Or it may be, it may be in the bathroom or in one of the bedrooms, and and we'll get there for Christmas, and they'll say, "Man, we were up all night, or we just got finished, and we worked all day to finish this project up." Because she was preparing for Christmas, and and I don't know if my father-in-law Tim has figured it out or Tyrell, her uh, her son. I don't know if they figured out yet. I think Nadine leverages the Christmas season to get some work. Done around the house. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, I'm trying to help.
help you out right now, huh? I'm trying to help you out right now. But, man, they're always, she's always preparing. And then when you walk in the house, it's immaculate. Christmas trees everywhere. Ornaments and decorations and nativity scenes. It's just, it's beautiful. She goes all out for Christmas. And then there's food everywhere. I mean, there's homemade candy and there's Christmas punch, homemade that she makes, and and there's there's cookies, homemade Christmas cookies. My favorite are those cutout cookies, and they have frosting on them. Oh yeah, they got different colors. Like they might be blue and purple and yellow and pink and green. And understand something. Depending on the color, they taste different. Don't tell me they don't taste different. They taste different. They taste different. People try to tell me, no, that's just food coloring. No, it's not. It tastes different. It's about the pink and the yellow, baby. It's about the pink and the yellow, the pink and the yellow. I don't know about no green, the pink and the yellow. They taste different. Those cutout cookies are amazing. And then my mother-in-law, she's introduced me to some new food. Like, like they'll cut up these pickles and they put cream cheese around it. Then they put ham around that. Anybody ever had that before? Come on, it, will, it will bless you. Come on, somebody. And then she'll make these, like these little, these little weenies, little sausages, and she'll put some of these sweet, sweet sauce in it. Amazing stuff. Every year we always have a prime rib for, thank, for, for Christmas dinner with all the fixings and mashed potatoes and all kinds of food. She goes all out. And, man, we all have stockings, not just the kids' stockings. My mother-in-law has stockings for the adults. We got our own Christmas stocking that we open up, man. And then she has gifts for everybody. She has gifts for the kids and grandkids and, and me and the, my, my brother-in-law. I mean, everybody's got gifts. And, man, we're, and then, you know, I told you back in the day, you know, my, I had to pray, pray through that family Christmas time because, you know, it used to be every person would open their gift one at a time. And they would just go the youngest to the oldest. It took 22 hours to get through Christmas. You know what I'm saying? So over the last 16 years of been married to my wife, amen, things have gradually so now we cluster everybody together. Grandkids, y'all go first, go first. All of y'all go first. And so it's, it's about, but they go all out. For, it's amazing the preparations that many of us make for Christmas. Many of you are making those preparations, man. You're putting lights up and trees up and decorations up and preparing food already for Christmas. And many of us going shopping for Christmas. How many of you went shopping on Black Friday? Come on, Friday. How many of you went shopping this past Friday? Come on, lift your hand up. Come on, yeah, yeah. How many of you radical and you went shopping on Thursday, on Thanksgiving? Come on, where are you? God bless you too. God, amen. God bless you. God bless that hand. Amen. You know what I mean? It's Listen, I, I, I'm not into all those crowds, but I decided this year we're going to go out shopping on Friday after Thanksgiving. And so we went out as a family in the afternoon, not in the morning, in the afternoon, and we went out and pulled up to the mall. Like heebie jeebies. <laughs> what is the. And we finally got parked and we got inside the mall. And I'm like, what? And the deals aren't even that good. Come on, somebody. Uh, let me move right along. I'm about to ruin somebody's Christmas. Uh, you think you got a good deal. You ought to go another time of the year. Praise the Lord. But, anyways, people preparing, buying gifts, cars everywhere. But the most important thing you could ever prepare is your heart for your Savior. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 12, and you will recognize him, Jesus, by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in stripes, strips, strips of, of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those 
with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said, the shepherds said to each other, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's go. I'm sure these shepherds were busy that day. I'm sure they were busy taking care of their sheep and protecting their sheep. I'm, I'm sure their family expected them home later that evening. The next day, I'm sure their family had, had chores for them to accomplish. I'm, I'm sure their schedules were busy. But they said, let's go. We're not missing out on the first Christmas. And yet there were many people who missed the first Christmas. Let me give you an example in Luke chapter 2 and verse 6 says, So it was that while they were there, the days were completed. This is Mary and Joseph, the mother of Jesus. And Jesus was in the womb. It was his birthday this day. He was getting ready to be born. The days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was, notice this, no room, no room for them in the inn. Wow. That night in the town of Bethlehem, there was an innkeeper who missed out on the first Christmas. His inn was full. He was swamped. He was busy. There was no room in the inn. I'm sure he was even dealing with some stress because he was so busy and he was trying to make preparations for all of the people and people were, were everywhere in his hotel that night and it was just busy and he was preparing for everybody else, but he missed the first Christmas. It doesn't even say, it doesn't even say that, that this innkeeper tried to help this pregnant lady. I mean, imagine she shows up, she's pregnant, she's about ready to have birth, and she, she comes up to the, to the counter and says, I need a room, I'm about to, I'm with child, I'm about to have a baby, I'm nine months and I'm due, and, and, and she, lady, lady, we're full. There's no room for you. It doesn't even say that he tried to help her or accommodate her, find a place for her, help her find a spot somewhere to have her baby. baby. It doesn't say anything like that. It wasn't that he was mean. It wasn't that he was harsh. But I'm not saying that he was a bad person, but he was a busy person. And he missed out on the first Christmas. Christmas was at the door, and there was no room in the inn. Christmas wanted to invade his property, but there was no room in the inn. Christmas wanted to be born in his inn, but there was no room for baby Jesus. Preparations were being made for everybody else, but there was no room for baby Jesus. The song says, let, let every heart prepare him room. People's church, is there room in your heart for Jesus? You're preparing for a lot of things in life. The common theme in everybody's life, the common theme is I'm busy. I'm busy. I mean, everybody, what are you doing? Tomorrow? I'm busy. What about next week? I'm busy. What about next month? I'm busy. I'm busy. 
I'm busy making preparations in life. I'm busy studying for the test of school. I'm, I'm busy with my friends. I'm busy with my raising my kids and going to ball games. I'm busy with my spouse. I'm busy working and preparing for work. I'm going to get up tomorrow. I'm going to be busy preparing and get my makeup on and get my hair done and get my cologne on and get my shoes. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Like busy. And are you so busy? Preparing for life and preparing for retirement and preparing for college. That there's no room in your inn for Jesus. I think Luke says it best in chapter 9 and verse 25. What does it profit a man, a woman, to gain the whole world? What does it profit you to get so busy gaining the whole world? So busy trying to make more money, so busy, trying to be popular, so busy, trying to get the car, so busy, trying to get the house, so busy, trying to please people, so busy, chasing kids around everywhere, so busy, so busy, so busy, that there's no room in the end. What does it profit a man or woman to be so busy that they gain the whole world and lose their soul? There's no room in the end for Jesus. I'm busy. There's no room. Go, go, go somewhere. There's no, there's no room. And the song says, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room.